The following program is brought to you by Caltech. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Caltech Space Challenge. This is our fifth lecture in the lecture series sponsored by Lockheed Martin. And this morning, I have the pleasure to introduce uh, Dr. Damon Landau, who is a mission design engineer for the Outer Planet Mission Analysis Group at JPL. And this morning, he'll be uh, talking to us about <clears throat> trajectory optimization. Dr. Damon Landau. Thank you, John. Hello, everybody. Um, so yeah, I uh, do traje tra 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 trajectories, but um, I guess more a part of my job is actual, I, I think myself more as a mission de de designer than a uh, tra trajectory op optimizer. Um, it, it just so ha happens that um, tra trajectories are sort of intertwined with how I actually de design a mission, which makes them fun, um, not only because you get to sort of understand a lot of different aspects of the mission, but also because it's um, a, a hard, you know, nu nu numerical problem. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to talk about um, not just optimization, but but mission design for um, human space exploration, not just ne neo ex exploration. I'll get, I'll get into this a little bit more on the next slide. But um, my view of how asteroid missions fit into the grand scheme of things is that they connect us from sort of what we can do or, or what we hope to be able to do in in a few years off to you know what we'd eventually like like to do. Also, give you fair, fair warning that a lot of these slides are are, um, are are charts from graphs or from from presentations from doing um, all these di di different missions. So there's sort of a hodgepodge, but I think I got something that flows. So here are the the missions, and here are some trajectories that go along with them. Okay, so just to sort of um, give an idea how I I I, I think about. Um, the, the mission design. Um, the, the, the thing that, that sort of uh, stands out to me to how the space program is going nowadays is that the, the, is that the po policy for what we should do is changing faster than our uh, ability to actually make um, vehicles and technologies to, to do those things. So given that, we, we really need to sort of um, ascribe to the flexible path of objective that the uh, Augustine Committee put out. They, they basically said, okay, NASA is going to BS from one thing to, to another. They're, they're going to shift before we're able to do anything. So we, we need to figure out what sort of technologies and vehicles can, can we make that will um, actually be able to be used for mul multiple di different missions so that when space policy does change, you don't have to start from square, square one again. Um, so part, part, part of that is to look at a whole ver variety of, of missions and, and see how those missions actually fall out to see um, what are the characteristics that we're going to sort of need for a sustained exploration program. Um, and I, I think I'll get a little bit more into what that actually means te technically later. Um, however, when it, when it comes to um, designing near-Earth asteroid missions, which is what you're all here for, um, I, I sort of see it more as try to look at a, as big a, a different variety of, of missions as, as you can get to so that you can see, okay, wh which ones are going to be able to adapt to, to different missions as the space pro program evolves. And again, the thing that I have sort of to, to anchor things in my mind is that we're trying to bridge a gap from what we're able to do today and what we one day might be able to like to do. So, um, so that, that, that's sort of the caveat for, for everything else that, that I'm going to say. So um, the next few slides I'll get into actually um, trajectory design um, and a little bit into optimization. Um, so here is a fun little uh, tra trajectory figure that's actually done by Brent Barbie, who's at 
Goddard now, but I, I liked his figure so much I decided to, to steal it. You can stand on the sh shoulders of giants, I guess. Um, so the, the, the simple model is, um, so we, we, we start off with Earth at, at, at Earth de, de departure. So basically, um, in order to figure out um, how, how, how we're going to leave Earth, all, all that we need to know is a departure date. And then we also need to have an arrival date at the asteroid. So once we have these two dates, um, we can look up where Earth is, where the asteroid is from, from, from an a, a, a ephemeris. We, we have the position in the time of Earth, the position in time of the asteroid, which means that we have enough to solve a Lambert pro pro problem. Um, Lambert's theorem basically says if, if we know the, the um, two, 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 posi two positions, uh, where, we, where we are, where we want to go, and the time between it, then this arc is uniquely defined. Um, once we have this, this arc uh, where we, we, we know where we are and we know the velocity coming out, once we know the velocity coming out, we can use um, energy re 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 relations with, with, with basically pat patched conics in order to get this departure maneuver. So instead of ha having to do a more um, involved tra 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 trajectory model, we're, just, we're, we're trying to pa pa parametrize the design space with as a few, few different um, as, as, as few different uh, de design parameters as possible. So, so basically, on, on the return leg, we can do the same thing. We say, okay, well, we, we know, we, we'll choose a time that we want to leave the asteroid. We'll choose a time that we want to arrive at Earth. So we just have one, two, three, four de 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 design per parameters. We do Lambert fits out, Lambert fits back. On the asteroid, we just follow the asteroid's orbit. And that, um, that's sort of, that completely de defines the tra tra trajectory in this simple model. And then um, once we know the velocity arriving at, at the asteroid, since the asteroid doesn't have any mass, the delta V is just to kill off all the re re relative velocity. So um, that's just sort of, I don't know, gl 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 glossing over um, half a semester or so of orbit di di dynamics. But that's, that's ba basically the, the model that, um, that we use to uh, go to, to actually gen generate all, all, all of these tra trajectories for the interplanetary stuff, the he heliocentric portion. Um, I have my, my caveat here that um, if, if you, if you want to look at proximity operations, that is, you know, how, once we're at the asteroid, how, how are we going to park, how, um, what, 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 what are we going to do around it? That does not lend itself to a simple model. Basically, you have to start, um, because the, the force of the asteroid, the, the gravity is so small, it's sort of on par with what you can get from solar radiation pressure, from tidal for, for forces, just from um, having an orbit that's slightly different than the asteroid. Um, however, to, to, to make a long, long story short, um, current research says that um, most objects can be or, or, or orbited after you ch ch check them out a little bit. And that uh, characteriz characterization portion can happen once you arrive at the asteroid. So, um, sort, sort of the main, main reason for this, um, in terms of how it, how it goes into the mission, is when you get to, to the asteroid, um, it, it might be characterized beforehand from a ro ro robotic mission, but you might want to design some time in um, to actually check it out a little bit more. So, because we, we um, can Get, get away with for the uh, in, in interplanetary tra trajectories, we can get away with that simple model. That, that means that we can um, basically blast through all of the tar tar targets and, and figure out um, which ones are actually of, of use. So um, the neo 
target search um, isn't something that I necessarily recommend for you guys to do, but I, I think uh, Prakar and John came up with some uh, pa papers that, that already sort of have fil filtered down some of the targets. But um, in case you're interested in the process of how those targets came, came to be, um, this, this was sort of, sort of the, the, the process that, that um, we set up. And we uh, did this, um, it, it was a joint JPL and Goddard um, search that went on over the winter. Um, the Goddard folks did the um, impulsive trajectories, and I did the low thrust stuff. So, um, when yeah, so in, in, in general, when, whenever I, I need to come up with um, tra tra trajectories for for a mission, it's a two two step process. Do the broad search over as many different kind of combinations as you can get to, um, and then do a fil fil filter to find the, the di diamonds in the rough. Once you have that filter, then you can go through the optimization process, which is usually more numerically involved. Um, so when we when we did this, uh, so, so yeah, we we did it over, over the winter. We looked over the seven thousand some odd objects. There's probably closer to eight thousand now, um, and looked over um, launchers twenty twenty through twenty twenty thirty five, um, and the, the way the, the way we did it is we uh, discretized the, the design space. So so we say okay. Um, so 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 here um, showing from launch days twenty fifteen through. 2040 um, basically set up seven-day increments. So, so, so this is that that sort of first is design variable, the launch date. The second design variable is your neo arrival date. The third is the neo departure date, and the fourth is your Earth return. So these are the, the sort of four things we saw on the slide before. Um, and then, in terms of trying to set up an, an actual pro pro problem, this is how how I uh, set it up. So we get all all these different dates here, all these different dates here, and basically just plow through all of them um, with Lambert fits. So uh, since Lambert fits are based off a, off a conic thing, it's relatively fast. So um, you're, you're, you're able to, to calculate about 2 billion tra tra trajectory legs in a day if you have a decent Lambert sol 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 solver. So um, that's basically doing all of these. And then um, the, the nice thing is about this part, part, particular setup, you, you see that we designed the design variables before we calculated in, in any of the tra trajectories, which means that we can um, decouple the outbound legs from the inbound legs, which great, greatly re reduces the uh, actual co computation cost that you have to do. So um, you can calculate the inbound trajectory legs first because um, the inbound legs don't really depend on the outbound ones. And then in a post-process um, uh, sort, sort of exercise, that, that's when you say, OK, well, I want to keep everything that has a stay time greater than 30 days, or whatever you guys decide should be the stay time. And I want to keep everything. But they fly time below whatever I want, and again, um, uh, I went up to 720 days because I'm looking for missions that will eventually lead up to Mars, and and my, my Mars missions typically take either a little bit less than two years or a little bit more than two and a half years. So, so that's why we, we want to uh, push everything up to here. However, um, you you may might decide to um, short, shorten that down to this, um, especially I, th I think we're hearing from the radiation guy this afternoon, so he'll tell you about. Why flight flight times pushing up past a year might um, be trouble. So uh, that was the the basic process we went went through. Just search, search over everything in a big trajectory grid, um, filter it down to a bunch of of, of objects, and then um, from from there um, save the top fifty thousand or so for for op optimization. And the uh, results of of, the, of that process have been published um, here and there, and I think it's in a few of the resources that, um, that they put up for you. So um, 
instead of uh, you know, ha having to plot through the whole thing, part of the, the nice thing of the process of sort of varying over launch date, varying over the arrival date, varying over um, flight times, is you can get um, sort of contour plots. So um, here's the, the contour part that the Goddard people plot that the, the, the Goddard people came, came up with. So, so this is um, what they call the, the PCC plot, the pork chop contour plot, even though it doesn't really look like a pork chop anymore. Um, but the so so they they have the the launch date on on the bottom versus the flight time um, going going up the side and the and the colors are, are the different delta 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 v so you, so you see in sort of the sweet spot of the launch window you get the 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 low delta v missions which will um, help reduce the launch mass that you actually need but it also gives you a clue okay do you, do we have a long launch window in 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 order to to do this mission how how do things vary in, in terms of that. And doing that, that type of process, again, is not that um, computationally intensive. Um, so you, you can ba basically just um, go through a four-dimensional a, uh, four grid um, in, in order to, to, to get this, this data. And then here, here's a, a, a different type, type of um, plot. It's not necessarily like, like a contour plot. It's more like a uh, per, per Pareto front plot where you have the delta V versus flight times for a few different tar tar targets here. So again, this will help um, when you're doing trade stu stu studies. Uh, again, the um, key to, to getting out good, good designs is to try to look over as many different designs as possible and to actually understand the trade. So if the um, life sciences people, the life support people say, OK, no, there's no way in hell that we can keep somebody alive for 150 days, um, then you say, OK, well, if, if we're able to go to go a lot longer, we're able to do this. If we're able to push down, then you know it, it costs this much. And um, part 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 of the idea the idea is to actually look at these curves and try try to find the knee in the curves. When do these things actually start to take a, a turn for the worse or, or or the better? So if there's a trade in in the flight time, say um, with technology that we have now or the uh, Orion crew capsule, we can keep people alive for 150 days. But as you sort of go down and Delta V, the propellant mass goes down, but the habitat mass might go up. And when you include the entire system, you can end up with an op optimal in terms of your launch mass or your, or your cost or something like that. So this just gives an idea of sort of how these things play in, into each other. Um, also, I, I was lo lo looking over a lot of references, and none of them give like specific trajectory details, or not a lot of them where they actually give you the launch date, arrival date, um, and, and all of that. But I, I remember that um, with Nathan Strange, who I think uh, some of you guys talked to yesterday, we made a poster with the um, people at the uh, ESA's advanced concepts team. So basically, if you Google DPS Nathan Strange, I can give John and Picard this, this um, poster. But it's got a load of um, different asteroid targets on it with um, all the days you need to actually recreate the trajectories, if you're so inclined. Um, so a few of the other things that sort of popped out as we were doing this tra 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 trajectory search in order to tweak the per parameters um, is uh, in a lot of the, the designs, when we return to Earth, we have the, um, the, 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 crew, crew, the crew, crew capsule, which is um, usually based off the Orion crew capsule design, um, re returning into Earth and doing a direct entry into the atmosphere. However, that thing is um, only designed to withstand only so much heating. So uh, we, we were trying, trying to figure out, OK, well, how, how do we slow, slow down the, the, the capsule before um, entering the atmosphere so, so it'll be 
so, so it'll, it'll make it. And so one, one of the things that was first proposed is, okay, well, um, we, we, we know that doing ma maneuvers within the deep, deep, deep within a gra gravity well is very efficient for killing off energy. Um, so, so we said, okay, well, if we need to change the, the entry speed at Earth inter inter interface from 12.5 kilometers per second to 11.5 kilometers per second, if we do it right above the atmosphere, then it's only one kilometer per second. However, doing a large ma ma maneuver like that right before you're going to do entry um, operationally is not uh, is, is pre 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 pretty much a no-go. So um, in, instead, we say, okay, well, you actually have to do it a little bit farther out, and um, be, be, because of this this uh, this this curve is so steep at, at the beginning, you know, even doing it 12 hours beforehand, which again operationally isn't that good, you, you pretty much just killed off all all your benefit anyway. So um, we, we sort of designed the, the slow, slowdown maneuvers to happen several days um, before Earth, Earth interface when we're sort of doing um, these simple conic trajectories. Um, however, instead of doing it right before Earth interface for um, a, 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 a lot of different trajectories, it's actually more delta V optimal to put in a deep space maneuver I don't think that the software that you guys have can can do can do these, but um, it might be something just to sort of take note of that. Um, be be if, if 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 you are stuck to sort of a simple trajectory mo mo model, then the trajectories do lend themselves to additional op optimization, um, where you you might be able to um, actually e e eke out a, a little bit more. So um, and so um, basically, instead of having to to eat up. Um, you know, a, a, a very large difference, like two, two, and, a, two and a half kilometers per, per, per second. You can get it down to, so you can lower the, the entry speed. Um, doesn't necessarily have to cost you as, as, as much in order to actually com complete the, the mission. Another thing that, that they looked at for the returns is um, on the return dur dur duration, they're, they're, they're also um, entertaining the idea of sort of leaving the, the big ha ha habitat um, behind. So if, if we're looking at mi missions that, that are longer than two or two or three months, you, you basically have to have a, a lar lar larger habitat because the Orion capsule um, itself is too small. But if you have a short re return dur dur duration, then you could um, perhaps have, have the crew just return in the Orion capsule so that this um, maneuver to depart the asteroid doesn't have to be done by the entire deep space deep space vehicle. You can do it with just the Orion capsule, and do a short return from the asteroid back back to to Earth. Um, so, so you, you can do trades on the re return duration as well to sort of see how that affects the the delta v. So, if it turns out that this hit in del, del, delta v is totally offset by the reduction in mass by returning in a smaller vehicle, that could be a good design trade. And um, there are indeed architecture trades g g galore. Um, this chart isn't so much to, to go in, into depth, but it's it's more just to I guess befuddle you with um, a whole bunch of different things uh, you can do. One of the things, um, one of the key trades that, that I, I like to point out um, is so on the on the left here, we, we have a bunch of different architect architectures based on basically how we arrive, but. Um, all these are, are using um, the Earth-Moon-Lagrange, uh, inner Lagrange point as, as, as a node, whereas the ones on the right, we're using just a high Earth orbit. So we're, we're not taking the extra time or the extra delta V to get into and out of um, these low energy orbits. Um, and with the crew on, on, on board, you, you, you can't be uh, just mo mo mosing around 
the, the Earth-Moon system. So uh, we, we find that um, the uh, initial mass in high Earth orbit, so in, 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 in the node, so um, the, the mass to low Earth orbit, which will be your, your launch vehicle cost, is basically a scale up from all of these. But um, indeed, it, it can save you significant mass in, in terms of um, how much mass you actually need, need to launch. And when, when, when you actually do um, translate this into how many launches you, 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 you'll, you'll need, it can save you um, half a launch or, or a big, big launch on one of like the Saturn uh, class launch vehicles. So it saves you, you know, 50 to 100 tons. Um, so, yeah, I just mentioned staging a, a, a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to get um, off of sort of, sort of talk, talk, talking about trajectory optimization stuff and more into um, how trajectories can be worked into um, archi architecture choices and vice versa. And I, I think John Baker talked to you guys yesterday about architectures, and you guys heard from Brett this morning. Um, so, so here's the cartoon of, of sort of how, how, how we're th thinking about um, initiating the, the, the mission. So here um, we have our big old uh, deep space v v vehicle, which um, years be 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 before the crew would even launch. We sort of launched this deep b space vehicle. You can actually construct it um, in low low Earth orbit, and it's, it's not so much a construction um, as much as so so here. Um, so in, in our design, we had a step stage. So here's our step stage, which we can launch in a single vehicle. Here's the deep space habitat. Here's an extra pro propulsion stage. So all these can be separate launches, and you just sort of connect the the, the blocks like um, how we built the space station. So uh, once we have that that sort of mini space station built in low Earth orbit, we can use the set stage to begin to spiral up into a, an elliptical high Earth orbit. So so here here we are with the deep space vehicle up in the elliptical high Earth orbit. Um, when it's when, when it's coming a, a month or two be, before. Um, the optimal time to depart for the mission, then uh, the crew the crew, crew launches. So, so the crew needs to do this bit, bit, big maneuver to get out of low Earth orbit up to high Earth orbit. But the crew is just in this little rinky-dink thing. Um, so the, the, the sort of gear ratio on these is, is much different. So it's, it's a good, good, good way to save mass. Um, so they rendezvous with the deep space vehicle in the elliptical orbit. And then um, you, you, you want to keep the orbit elliptical because you can get down um, and, uh, uh, again, when you're deep within the gravity well, change, changing your, your energy is a lot more efficient. So that's where we do our, our maneuver to, to leave and, and get out. So um, that's sort of the art, art, art architecture that um, I've been pushing lately. So why would we um, do this? So um, Basically, what, what happens is for that um, gigantic v, v vehicle, in terms of the inter interplanetary tra trajectory, the, the, the higher the or orbit staging lo lowers the, in the delta V you have to do by roughly three kilometers per, per second. Um, so if you have um, a whole bunch of trajectory, da tra trajectory data, you can make plots like this where um, each single one of these dots represents a different, um, a whole series of, of asteroid missions um, that, ha that occur on average once every Earth-Mars synodic period. So, um, and this is lo lo looking over the 2020, 2035 timeframe. So each of these represents like seven different um, tra 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 trajectories. And what we can see is um, if we only have so much um, delta V capability out, out, out of our out of our propulsion system, and so the, these are all um, high thrust um, tra trajectories. Then, if if we cut off the, the the limit at like six, 
then for, um, if, if, if we're only able to keep people alive in space for 270 days, then we're left with only little rinky-dink asteroids. How, however, um, as our cap capability gets better, that is, as our propulsion systems can do more work, or as we figure out how to keep people alive in space more, then we can sort of move up from um, the, little, the little asteroids to um, more in interesting asteroids, not only from a scientific, um, potentially from a scientific standpoint, but just from a, uh, hey, we're, we're, we're trying to do some, something cool and, and sell it here, and going to a 300-meter object um, probably sells more, more, more tickets than going to a 10-meter a one. Um, and, and again, um, whenever I, I talk about um, NEA missions, I, I always try, try to anchor it from what we can do with cislunar stuff all the way up to Mars missions. So here's the sort of conjunction class Mars missions, the ones that take a little over two and a half years, or the shorter, shorter, shorter flight time ones. So, so that, that's why these things go all the way up. But if you guys are more interested in just sort of the, the very first asteroid mission, then you might want to consider things that are sort of lower in terms of, of flight time. But the, the idea is, if we start off from high Earth orbit, then our cap it basically shifts our capability um, up. So things that we design to do lunar orbit mi 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 missions in the next 10, 10 years or so, um, we, we can use that, that, that basic propulsion system for our deep space stuff um, and, and basically raise the bar. And if we're able to keep people alive in space for a year, then we can get up to 100, um, meet, 100 meter objects instead of being li li limited to the objects that just come near us. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the gist of that. However, this um, delta V of three, three kilometers per second doesn't come for free, but if you have SEP, it comes for um, cheap in terms of mass. So here are some con contours for um, how, we, how we'd actually spir spiral um, some of these things up. So we have, um, or have ISP pl plotted along the bot bottom here. So um, the, the, the ISP represents different propulsion systems. So um, usually when you hear a solar electric propulsion, you think of really high ISPs, which are more like the, the, the um, I, 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 ion thr thrusters, like what, what, Don, what, what um, yeah, the, the Don, Don spacecraft is flying. Um, however, at lower I ISPs, you can get into Hall effect thr thr thrusters. And the nice thing is for a fixed power, so, so I have the, the power ratio on the right here, for, for a fixed power, the lower ISPs give you much shorter flight times. So um, here we, we have the, the mass ratio. So this is the mass cost. This is the, the time cost. And you guys can play around with this to see, okay, what sort of makes the best trade for, for your mission. Um, the, 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 the sort of design point that, that I ro roll with is 3,000 second ISP and uh, about twice your power in kilowatts as your IM Leo in tons, which gives you 70% um, of whatever you launch up as, as payload. So if you have a 100 ton launch vehicle, seven, 70 tons of that is actually is useful pay payload. That's not even including the, the solar electric propulsion system that, that gets you up there. Um, that's 70 tons is what you can send off in, into space. And again, at that design point, um, the spiral time comes up to a little bit over two years. Um, and we picked that one because it's the Earth-Mars synodic period. So it helps um, sort, sort of get on a cadence for eventual Mars missions. Um, and so if you're in, in interested in, in looking at this, um, a little bird told me that John Baker said that SEP stuff might be too com complicated. But when it comes to spirals, there's um, a really simple sort of cheat sheet here. Um, so I, I can go over this in, in more de detail later. But um, basically, we have you know, the, the jet, jet power 
is just a fun function of the mass float flow rate of the propellant times the um, exhaust velocity powers, um, you know, one half m dot uh, v squared. This is just the rocket equation. This is the uh, delta v to uh, estimate um, doing a, a long spiral. So this is actually from um, uh, Edelbaum's work. So if 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 we start off in low Earth orbit, you have the velocity in low Earth orbit. If you want to spiral up to, to the moon and use lunar gra gravity assist to get, get you set up on your way. You just um, take the difference between those velocities, get your delta V. Once you have your delta V and you know your launch mass or your pay, 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 payload mass, you, you can back out what your propellant mass is. If, since we're assuming that we're, the thrusters are on the, the entire time, um, you can pull, pull out the, the mass flow rate and the time to spiral is just your m dot divided by, or, or your, your propellant divided by the, the, the flow rate. Um, and uh, you'll probably want to add, add on some, some margin um, to take care of uh, ra radiation de degradation from going through the belts. Um, and also, Earth's sh sh shuttle will e extend the time. However, um, I made these plots using this. So um, that's uh, sort, sort of one, one way in order to, to get a handle of how, how you actually use, how, how you can use solar electric propulsion um, in the mission. And here I have some, some hard, hard, hardware uh, rules of thumb. So um, yeah, we, we basically did, did all this work and, and saw, okay, well, um, uh, electric propulsion can really buy you some, some, some decent ma 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 mass benefits. Um, it could you know, re reduce the, the number of launches you have to do by, by half, which could potentially reduce the, the pro program cost by half. But um, are we just BSing ourselves saying, okay, well, we have this tech, we're assuming this technology, but does it really exist? So we talked to the technology guys, and we got um, uh, John Brophy's law for for how um, uh, so, solar for how uh, solar array power has been going. So um, the space station um, arrays, if 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 you had them all going on all at once, would generate up to 260 ki ki kilowatts, um, which ends up being pl pl plenty in order to do asteroid missions. So um, if we if we want stuff that's between two or three hundred kilowatts, it's sort of a long Brophy's curve here, and and there are people um, through, through throughout NASA and out and out, out outside of NASA that's actually looking at this technology. How do we make big so, so solar arrays in order to generate a lot of power in space? Um, so 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 that's so so this is sort of how you generate the power, and then um, we also have big big honking thr thrusters in the laboratory that will um, be able to. Um, actually, process all all that power in order to to push the the deep space vehicle around. So we have big um, ion, thr ion, ion thrusters, which again are the ones on the sort of higher ISP range. Um, but we also have Hall Hall effect thrusters, where um, uh, make make a long story short, you get a pl plasma in this torus here, and you set up a um, or electric field between them, and you get a Hall effect that shoots stuff out the back, and um, the, the the nice thing about these, they, they do operate at a lower ISP, but for a fixed power, you get a higher thrust, which means um, for fixed flight time missions, they, they, they come in handy in order to, to get the job done in a reasonable amount of time. Um, and not not only that, the the, the main um, thing that wears these guys out is the this um, the, the 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 walls of these things erode, but because it's a Plasma and you're act and you're actively work, work, working the uh, magnetic field. You, you you can you can basically de design it so that um, it doesn't wear, wear out as fast. So um, you're 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 able to sort of re reuse the these tight these tight 
types of, of, of thrusters, the so solar arrays um, de 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 degrade solar sort of gracefully. So um, once you sort of de develop a big solar electric propulsion vehicle, um, you can sort, sort of reuse it over, over and over again, which um, can help with uh, pro pro program costs and, and mass and, and all of that. So uh, if, if we did want to design a vehicle, how big would it be? So um, this in, in the middle is, is, is the, um, the actually interplanetary hab habitat. So this is the thing that keeps the crew, crew alive. Here's the Orion cat capsule, a big stage. And then here's the big step stage. So the big step stage um, is about as big as, I guess, old Ironsides. But to make it more believable, it's smaller than ba Battlestar Galactica. So in my book, <laughs> let's do it. Um, and then uh, I, I guess uh, on a, a more te te technical note, it's actually smaller than, than the space station. So if we can build this, I think we can build that. This will come later. <laughs> so if we do have a big um, sub, sub, substage, then um, we, we have found um, uh, tra tra trajectories to interesting tar targets that we're able to do in flight times of a year or, or less. So um, in a lot of the chemical um, uh, trajectory architectures, you may have heard a lot of people are saying, OK, well, there's only a handful of objects that we can get to every now and again. But if we invest in better technology, then we can get to some in interesting objects. So here's one, um, 2008 EV-5, which is um, it's over 400 meters across. And it's a C-type asteroid. Um, so I don't know if uh, Don Yeomans talked about the different um, types of asteroids, but the, the C-types are carbonaceous, so they're, they're thinking there, there might be or, organic material on them, which makes them sci scientifically in, interesting. So um, in you know, the mid-2020s, there's two, 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 two different missions to de decent-sized objects that you can get to with, um, without having to launch that much mass up, and the pa pa power levels are well within that that we have for the, the space station. Um, if you want to go to bigger uh, uh, objects, or if you want to fill in different launch years, then you, if, if you have a bigger um, substage, then, then you can do that. Or if you, want to, if you want to go with a really small substage, so, so this is the power just for the inter interplanetary part. You probably want more power to do that spiral in a reasonable time. But um, here's, one, here's one, one of those sm smaller objects that, that comes up a lot is something easy to get to. Um, so the objects that, that are easy to, to really easy to get to with chemical missions are also really easy to get to with SEP. Um, and, and sometimes you may be able to actually do the mission with um, only one heavy lift vehicle or a couple of not so heavy lift vehicles. Um, again, you can push down on flight time. Um, put, 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 pushing down to 100, 180 days with SEP is kind of rough, but there's a bunch of ones with 270 day flight times. So um, here are a couple of examples in the, uh, that book, book in the, the 2020s. So here's one to about a 100 meter object. And this one's to Apophis, um, which is also known as 2004 MN4. Um, and the, 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 the basic idea here is um, as, you as you figure out which technologies are, are most useful for what you need later on, you can sort of back that up to, OK, what does it buy me up front? And once, once you have, sort of have that um, idea figured out in your head, you can say, OK, well, we'll start off with really easy missions to, to begin with. So, so here's one in the mid-2020s mid that this is um, sort of the best 180-day mission I found. Um, so it's low, 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 low power. You leave Earth. You hang out at the thing for a month. And then you come back in less than half a year. 
um, but it's only a really small object, which um, might, might not uh, so much make the news, but uh, you, you can keep going to lar larger objects. So here's Apophis again. Um, this is a, a, um, in, in between that 270 and, and the one, one, one year mission. Um, so this is right after it does its uh, in, in, in infamous flight, flight flyby on uh, April 13th, 2029. Um, but then uh, as, as we go from sort of mo 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 moderate powers to high, higher powers and higher flight times, we can get to really cool objects. So here's 1986 FG3, which is again a C-type. C it's a, um, it's, it's thought, thought to have a lot of organics. It's, it's a really, really dark object. It's alba albedo's like 2%. But um, it's uh, two, almost two, two kilometers across, and it's a, bi bi a bi binary, which um, operationally makes difficulties, but in terms of science return and exploration return, I think is, is um, a really compelling object. And then um, as we get things that eventually might get us out to capability that we could get, get to Mars, then we can get um, to even more objects. So here's one that I think is sort of more representative of what we'd want to do in order to learn how to do Mars missions, because um, like Mars's orbit is out here, and we're actually going out um, past that. But again, this is like a two-year two, two, two mission, um, which might, which yeah, so this one's not going to be the first one, but this might fit within a um, progressive evolving space program. And so once you sort of understand um, all, all of these trades and you understand the chemical trades and you understand what NTRs do, um, you can get um, a, a plot, plot like this, which um, again, just sort of drives on the point. We, we want to look at which um, different te technologies, SEP, chemical, nu nuclear, th thermal, long, longer flight times, but, but better rockets that actually can c connect the dots from what we can do with cislunar stuff and can connect the dots up to things that will eventually get us to Mars. So I'll entertain any questions now. This program is brought to you by Caltech. Visit us at caltech.edu.